welcome to a very special episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts, Adam Thorne and Mark Hampton. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. All right, JRE review listeners, we have a very special edition today, which I am pretty excited about. This is trying out something quite new Woo-hoo! where uh, we are reviewing, in a sense, with all due respect, Dave Chappelle's new stand up special, Sticks and Stones. Sticks Why and are we stones. doing this? Well, Joe went on tour with Chappelle recently. Uh, Chappelle is the best um, stand-up at this time. And there's been a fuck ton of controversy with this. And I think it's an important time Mm -hmm. to talk about it and discuss just what's been going on. We wanted to do this before we even knew it was going to be controversial. We just... Oh, should we talk about, like, our... How we're going to do special episodes every Mm, week? Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? do it. Jump in. Yeah, so we we were talking, you know, it's like we, you know, we love doing reviewing the, you know, doing JRE. We love reviewing that. But we thought it kind of be cool to do some like special episodes where we're talking about subjects that are close to Joe's heart. So you know, one week we're going to do conspiracies. One week we're going to do MMA. I won't be there for that one because I know nothing. So <laughs> Adam will do that with a guest host. One week we'll do. Um, We'll do politics because you know Joe's into politics, and then we'll just do, we're gonna do random special shit. Anything that kind of strikes our fancy, all under the guise of you know what Joe loves to talk about, and it, it's gonna be cool. So it's not gonna be a review of an episode, but it's gonna be still. Topical. Oh, well, I think it's um, I think it's important. I think it's gonna be fun to do it that way as well because for things like the election exactly. coming up, right? When 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 an election is about yeah. to come up, Joe obviously has more political guests on people running other um political exactly you know news bloggers whatever so he starts to generate like his understanding of what's happening and people learn from that and then in a sense we're just kind of right reviewing and summarizing as a bit of a catch-up of like okay where are we at with this like at this time what is happening instead of mm-hmm. oh he just had a monkey trainer on let's just talk about this for that week <laughs> right you know? <laughs> I, 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 it helps exactly. me stay more informed. I hate to, I hate to have big guests on, and then for whatever reason, I'm, I, I just jump onto the next guest so quick. I forget like what the point of that week was. Somebody was talking to me about Tulsi Gabbard's stuff right. in relationship to politics, and I really liked it when she was on, and I couldn't mm-hmm. remember almost the fucking thing that she stood for. And I reviewed that one. Now I'm a bit of an idiot, and I do listen right. to far too many podcast and maybe it just got deleted but i think it's nice just to summarize them up we'll find out we'll find out anyway let's get into this one mark initial thoughts sticks and stones um initial thoughts not my favorite Chappelle show um is not my favorite special my favorite special of his is equanimity um but I thought it was very interesting because I felt like he came out swinging against, and I mentioned this to you earlier this week, it felt like he came out swinging against people that were telling him what types of jokes he could make. And this is a big thing right now in stand-up, especially with your old school comics. 
um, who are kind of sick and tired of being told that this isn't funny, or you can't make jokes about this, you can't make jokes about that. You can talk about Seinfeld, who won't go on college campuses. You talk about Bill Maher, who thinks people are too PC, and that people need to have more of a sense of humor. Um, Kathy Griffin, who made... um, a questionable joke about the current president of the United States. Um, but um, it's, you know, and you've mentioned this to me many times, First Amendment, it's like freedom of speech type stuff. But comedy is the most, at least in my opinion, the most ever-evolving art form. And you have to, as an artist, as a comic, feel free to go anywhere and do anything. And as Chappelle says, as a policy, I don't feel bad about anything I say on this stage. And I feel like he got some pushback from certain groups about equanimity, specifically the transgender jokes. And I think this was his point of saying, I will do whatever the fuck I want, and you can't stop me. And obviously the there was blowback, and I'll let you bring up the... Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes numbers, but there's some blowback, but I think it proved his point, that he went in to make jokes, because that's what they say. Ultimately, we're making jokes. We're making yeah, remember, jokes. I think that's the key the, for him at the end of the day. is that when he says, I'll say whatever the fuck I want, this isn't your racist uncle talking. He'd be like, look, Uncle John, no. maybe don't say whatever the fuck <laughs> you want at this wedding, because you're horrendous. And if you get too drunk, I, I don't actually have a right. racist uncle. John, <laughs> exactly. Way, so so th- this isn't anybody in particular. But it's but it's true. What we're talking about here is one of the greatest stand-ups of all time. Giving him the freedom to say whatever he wants. The hope is that he crafts something really intelligent, with, along with you know maybe right. it is somewhat offensive, but it's not offensive for offensive sake. I don't believe. I think it's like. Right. Testing yourself to turn something that that mocks a certain type of person, but then makes makes a point. Pushing to and and, yeah. and it's and does it in a way yeah. that you're like, oh shit, that's funny. Exactly. Exactly. Well and he throws in social commentary there, and that's very interesting. Um anyway, what were your thoughts on it? I want to hear your thoughts on it. I loved it, man. Come on. I loved it because, like, was I laughing harder than I ever have with with a stand-up special? No, because I think in some ways I had to pay more attention. Right. It was very clever, you know? I mean, yeah. when I watched his first stand-up special, I was a lot younger. Really young. My total understanding, mm-hmm. I wasn't as invested in society as a whole. I was just a kid having fun with my friends right. and silly observations cracked me up. And it's the silly ones that just, you know, you laugh from one point to the next. I mean, he had that he had that whole skit before mm-hmm. where he was in the cab and he... No, no, wait. Well, didn't he go to, like... He was in a cab and he went to, like, some crack den. And, yeah, that's it. And it he was... Went to the hood. Gun store, gun store, liquor store, exactly. gun store. Where the and fuck the, you taking like, me? Yeah. It's very silly. He's making a point about the hood, yeah. But at the same time, I, I, I just felt like this one was not ted talky because that takes away uh-huh. from how funny it was but it was he had right. a message to get across he was he was even speaking differently than he had in the past he was like listen i need to fucking talk mm-hmm. about this and yeah. well, just opening and he up knows his reach is so much more powerful than it was like people were waiting to hear what he had to say 
Whereas before, it was like, oh, Couldn't wait. this fucking dude's funny. I can't wait to listen to this. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so that's exactly. how it was different for me. And I loved it from start to finish. I thought yeah. his metaphors were brilliant. You know, obviously some people were going to um, uh, get annoyed. But I mean, my, my girlfriend is is um, very sensitive to, to uh, you know, she's young. She's a woman. She's um, very liberal. Right. Uh, she has plenty of friends in all mm-hmm. different communities. You know, we don't need to... Right. Express that more. And, you know, yeah, she doesn't. She's exactly, a minority. She doesn't find a She's lot a of these. So a lot of things funny. But um, unless, the, unless they're really well crafted. I mean, uh, if I just right off the cuff, you know what it's like when you're just with your girlfriend and you happen to write and perform stand up. Mm-hmm. You're going to say some silly things sometimes, and right. they might be, they, they're probably way more fucked up than they would be when you're on stage, for sure. You're just testing oh, 100%. this person that loves you, and she so often just gives me a look like, of course. are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. And I'm like, okay, that was poorly crafted, and I apologize, <laughs> and you know, maybe I did have too many margaritas today. Um but when she yeah, starts um, laughing, Katie's when both. she starts laughing at a bit that I feel like she w- almost wanted to get mad at, I'm like, oh, he nailed it. And that happened a ton. Like, yeah. she really did enjoy it. I don't know yeah. if she would admit that, but I, I, she really did like it a lot. Yeah, Katie's um, the most, the thing she says to me the most often in our relationship is, um, no, you can't say that. You can't say that. You can't say that. I'm like, why? Because she's like, because you make me laugh at horrible things. <laughs> Which means there's something to it, right? It's not the horrible thing. It's it's the way you there brought is. it up. And it almost does kind of disarm the tension of the of the whole commentary anyway. It's like, to think that you can, you it know, does. they say, don't bring up religion and politics at parties. It's very true. Because people are drinking and they get all tense about it, and it's the worst. But if you, oh my god, I, this dude wanted to fight me once because I was in support of a higher Whoa. minimum wage. Wanted to fight me. People are nuts, and yeah. they do. They get really excited. But if you bring people it up in a way to where you're actually being very funny, you're kind of constantly disarming. It's exactly. like you've got a pressure valve, and you're just constantly undoing it. And and Chappelle was relentless in this one. I mean, he went from one Relentless. kind of really controversial thing to another. It just go, go, mm-hmm. go, go. And remember the last one he did last year? I like the fact that he didn't have his vape pen with him this time. You know? Like last week, last year, yeah, he got high as fuck. Although I missed probably, it. Maybe he was high for this one. But I think this one, in a way, meant more to him. He... F- he just seemed really intense it felt like in it some way about getting some of his points across. I think they've been hammering him since last year. I think they have, too. <laughs> I think he's over it. I think that was the whole damn point. I think he was completely and utterly sick of being told what's funny, what what you can and can't say, what you can and cannot joke about. I think he was like, I'll do well, isn't it silly do whatever that, I want. That people would tell a comedian Which, what's funny, especially one of the best ones of all time. 
Oh, God. and you you and I have seen it across the board. It's like, well, I don't think you're really that funny, or it wasn't funny to me, blah, blah, blah. It's like, shut the fuck up. Then don't watch. I mean, he even said that. I didn't make you click my face, people watching on Netflix. I didn't make you watch this. I didn't make you do it. Um, yeah. I mean, there were some there were some controversial things going after Louis C.K.'s um, victims. You know, that was... That was... Uh, that was the one time I, I, I don't want to say I prickled up, but I was like, oh, that one hurts. That one hurts, because that's a hard one to defend. I'll defend his right to say it until the end of the time. But that one kind of hurts, because Louis C.K. was a fucker. And it wasn't just what he did. It wasn't just him jerking off in front of people. It, it wasn't just that, although that was terrible. But the fact that they threatened to destroy these people's careers, and, and did, like, drove them out of comedy, did those things to those people because they felt assaulted and they didn't like it and they were going to say something and they're like well we'll ruin your absolute we'll ruin your career that was where it became unfortunate i i didn't know that i i haven't Um, followed like the the no yeah the dirt and the details of that story what i did notice though is the comics that knew uh ck the best like sarah silverman and i mean she's not exactly one sure. for um i mean she's a very liberal person that obviously incredibly um, supports women and promotes them and you know she knew yep. louis very well and a lot of these people did jump to support her i mean him and uh and it happened yep. to her and when she kind of explained it it was it like did. well I don't know where I stand with. It. I just don't have enough information, and I'm not. I'm not jumping on it. Look, it doesn't sound good, but you can't forget it wasn't illegal. Period. And does that make it okay? No, you can call someone a calling someone a cunt. No, is, it doesn't make it okay. Is That's not the bar. Illegal. I'm pretty sure. I don't think that you can just cuss right at somebody's face. No, you can. You can. You can't do it like in. You can't do it in like court. Because that's contempt of court and shit. But yeah, yeah well, can, there there is actually a, a but there's certain things you can't you can say to somebody, and it actually allows you mm-hmm. um, legally to physically attack them back. Like if somebody walked up to you at a restaurant and just berated you to your face, I'm and like especially if it was like sure, sure, racial, sure. anti-Semitic, or something like this, you're allowed to do something about it. So not all mm-hmm. language is protected, right? And, and uh, yeah, look, I'm making a stupid point that I, I, I'm not trying to defend him either, okay? I'm just not. But I, but I am surprised right, no. at how many well, comedians that I have only ever heard good things from that through their comedy, I believe that they're well-thought-out, compassionate people. And I think that they are willing to mm-hmm. immediately walk away from uh, a quote-unquote monster. And they're, they're, they're pretty right. good about sticking up well, for him and... And in in some ways, I mean, look, none of them are saying it was cool. Well, let's, I, you know. Right. Well, let's think of it like this. Let's think of it like this. You and I are really close friends. Let's say one of these allegations came out about you or me. And so, so let's say it came out about about you. Something horrendous. So let's say it's the exact same thing Louis C.K. did. Um, and it comes out and somebody comes to me and they ask me, what do you think? What do you think about this allegation, this accusation? There's no way I'm going to just sit there and go, oh, well, I'm going to have to disavow Adam. Because I'd be like, well, that doesn't really jive with the Adam I know. 
the same time, maybe I don't know him as well as I thought I did, if this is the actual truth of what happened. But this, isn't, this doesn't jive with who he is as a person and the way I know him. So I have my doubts right now. I could very well be wrong. That's not a wrong thing to say. Another um, example, the other day, um, uh, Scarlett Johansson was asked about the whole Woody Allen thing. She's worked with Woody Allen several times, and they asked her about it, and she goes, I've talked with him, I don't believe it, and I would keep working with him. So where do we get to the point where you ha you must believe the victims, and I definitely think we're victims have been denied respect for a really for yeah, but, for forever like there's yeah, but always think about what doubts you're about saying that. right at the now, same time and, and sorry to interrupt but you're saying victims mm -hmm. forever have been denied so these ones should be listened to more right well they should be listened to the same but they should just be right. listened. well to. i'm not well they should be listened to and but you know i think we're getting to the point now where it's like more often than not people aren't coming forward with bullshit they're coming forward with actual facts because it's really difficult for people to come forward so when they do um they should be give, they should at least be listened to and given the benefit of the doubt yada 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 but at the same time i can't be mad at somebody who's a friend of someone that, because people put these celebrities and things in a different stratosphere you put them they put them as if they're not they're almost not people they're just like these these images that play characters in movies that we enjoy. Well, when they're really actually people, and when you think about it, it's your best friend, it's entirely possible that he did it, but it's difficult to wrap your head around the idea that someone who you're close with could have done these terrible things. So the natural inclination is to defend your friend, which I don't think people should be admonished for. I just don't. Simply because they have the bully pulpit and people listen to them, I don't think they should be admonished for listening to their friends or and defending their friends, wrong or right. And I think most of these people, if you come forward with the evidence saying, hey, Celebrity A did this, they'll be like, well, then that wasn't okay and I'm not cool with it. And I don't defend that and I don't defend them for it. But it's a natural instinct to defend someone you care and love, love and care about. That's where I am. So I just feel, and I feel like we're in this culture, and tying it back to sticks and stones, we're in this culture of you say one shitty thing, you say one bad thing in your past, whenever, you have to go away. This when James Gunn did it with his shitty tweets from ten years ago, and he was fired off Guardians of the Galaxy, or you know, um, I'm trying to think who else. I can't think of another example, but people say these whack things and then they have to go away bill maher well, kevin hart as well kevin hart and with Dave the, Chappelle, the gay think, tweet yeah kevin hart yes exactly with the gay tweets and you know it was like they have to go away and it's like why does everyone have to go we god damn it we live in an age where everything we do is recorded and put online and it's like human beings do and say stupid shit all the time it's just what we do I just feel like there's less room for forgiveness, and I, I feel like there's the state of affairs in the world right now has something to do with it. But I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not in love with this idea that people have to go away because they said one dumb thing, or they made a gay joke ten years ago when everybody made gay jokes, or you know they made a yeah. joke about women ten years ago. And obviously, and a like, tweet and, is the, the, far less of an issue than some. Dude right. jerking off in front of you and making you feel real 
uncomfortable. 100%. Look, it's, it's definitely super fucked exactly. up. And I almost feel like I w- I'm kind of surprised that there's not some like illegal action in there. It almost feels like, I guess he didn't like force them to not get out of the room, but can't you just feel like you're stuck in a room? I mean, pressures come from all different directions. Oh, absolutely. Especially, I mean, especially, let's say, you know, Sarah Silverman or Whitney Cummings grabbed us and they were like, you know, and made us, we're up and coming comics. It would be very, you, because you're sitting there in the moment when this shocking act is happening. And your normal reaction would be to run, but you're also thinking, this person could destroy destroy my career, could torpedo everything I've worked for. And it's all going through your mind within a split second. What do I do? Oh, God. And so you probably, I think the natural inclination would just be to kind of sit there. Be like, uh, I don't know what to do. I have no idea what to do. This is yeah. happening. This is not what I expected. And then when you have time to process, you're like, that's fucked up. I don't, that shouldn't have happened to me. And then the minute you even think about saying something to anyone you might even consider an ally, if it somehow gets back to, to the other camp and they're like, we'll destroy your fucking How career. How sure you are you that? What is this destroying? Like, Louis did this? Or like a manager? Louis, like, straight yeah, up contacted him and was like, Louis and, oh, you're Louis, fucking done. Louis' team. Louis' team did. Louis' oh, team did. Okay. Louis' team did. With like, I think it was like 20 women that came forward and said, yeah, I was told if I said anything, um, they would ruin my career. That's almost the worst part of it. I'm way less annoyed about masturbation. If he was like just infinitely sad afterwards, like, look, I'm really sorry. I'm a bit of a weirdo with that, but uh, it's cool and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But hopefully don't get mad and I apologize and, you know. Right. I mean, look, sexual dysfunction is a is a huge problem, and even though these women were clearly violated because that's bullshit, then you know because that wasn't consensual. Um, it you can look at it as disease or dysfunction or something, and that's something you you could truly be humble about, seek help, apologize, and. All right, so you said I mean, you kind you of you went from but from that was hating con- him for what he did, and then without skipping a beat, you went to no, I'm, you know there should be a road for redemption or whatever. So if that is it, could Louis have one? No, no, no. Is I think possible? there's a road. He's done. No, I think I think he could. There would be a road for redemption if all he did was jerk off in front of these chicks. So could, the dysfunction, whatever. He'd be like, look, I had a problem. I'm getting right. better. So the please threat. accept my apology. Please forgive me. Blah blah blah. But when he came out, and that was calculated, it was like, I will destroy you. No, for me, there's no path to redemption after that. Fair enough. None. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, look, for man, me. it's totally cool for people to make I'm th- those sorts of opinions on, on things. And, and it sounds like you know quite a bit about the whole situation. Um, yeah. Yeah, I read a bit about it. It was a, it was a big thing. The, it was a big thing at the time. That is the key, was though, He was one it? of my... Oh, he was one of my yeah, favorite comics. Me? You, yeah, and and like a savant with comedy, he was genius. Although now you look back on some of his shows, and they're a little more uncomfortable knowing what he did. It's a little more, and like eh, when he talks about like masturbating and all the sexual. I mean, he talked about his yeah. sexual dysfunction in his act and things like it's that. It's kind and of hard to, watch to it, not. Like, yeah, I mean, it, you know what's weird? Is, it's almost it's easier gross. to watch. Um, bill cosby's old stuff though it's that's still not really possible because he was so clean that he's so far away but i mean if if Uh he was just 
rambling on about giving people drinks that made them sleepy over and over, it would be, you know what I mean? Even if it, at first, when you first heard it, you were like, oh, that's funny and completely just innocuous. And now you could connect it. Problem is, Louis is so dark that it's easy to connect this, like, dark thing that he had in him um, to it. Right. And it's going to be very difficult for him to ever come out with a special again, I think. It's going to be real tough. Oh, nigh impossible. I mean, sure. there's still people that would buy it because there's fuck, people out I'm there still, that I'd still watch it. it. I mean, um, and, I, and I don't watch everyone's stand-up, but he, he still is sure. a genius of comedy, even if he is um, a freaky masturbator and female threatener. Now, so with that right. being said, what was the importance of one David dressing this... And the other comics sticking up for him. I mean, you made the point that it's just, well, this is their friends. Like you were saying about me, if you heard about me, you wouldn't, this isn't the Adam I know. They all knew he did this shit. It had either happened to them as well, Mm -hmm. so they'd experienced it firsthand, um, like with Sarah Silverman. Or they just, like, they knew. This wasn't like a... And and to say people should have been like, well, why didn't anyone say anything? What are you going to say? It wasn't illegal. People do some weird shit. Right. I could tell you 50 random things that aren't illegal from people that shit we just work with. And it would sound fucked up, but nobody will do anything. What is anyone going to do except be like, that's weird? Mm Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Uh, You know, it's all... And I'm I'm sure... I mean, a lot of this was behind closed doors, so they probably had an inkling that something weird was going on. Yeah, literally. But you also sometimes, you know, you're up in... You're up in... Right, yeah. I mean, um, sometimes you turn a blind eye because it's like these things, they're not in your stratosphere. They're not happening to you. And you can't fight every injustice in the world. You but just what, would do you do? Um, what would you do? What would you do if this was there me? To... And let's just say a girl came up to you and was like, um, not even all that shaken up, right? Let's just take that example because you can't imagine everyone was mm-hmm. as shaken up as, yeah, I'm sure plenty of people were. But if somebody was just like a bit, creeped out and was like oh that was a bit weird and yet i was chatting to her at the bar earlier and then you know i mean do you do you just come up to me and go dude you gotta stop this shit go to therapy well it would no i think i the first thing i'd be like yo this broad said this did this what like first of all why is she bothering me with it because like who am i but like second of all i'd be like did what's what's going on there and then i'd listen to your side of the story and if it was any way corroborated, if you corroborated it in any way, like, dude, you can't fucking do that anymore. That would be exactly what I would say. I was like, that's disgusting. You can't fucking do Don't fucking do that. Right. What are you thinking? You know, and we'd have a talk about it. Obviously, you're a jujitsu master and a kung fu master. Relax, I have a blue Bruce belt. Lee it's just a blue reincarnated. belt. Relax. Don't say that. I'll get to my school and these black belts and so, my head off. So- <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I would do. I'd go to your school and be like, you know, Adam was talking to him shit. And they'd be like, oh, for real? <laughs> and they'd smoke you. It's still very um, difficult, though. It's, no, it'd, it'd be, be a very real. odd thing. I'd be and real and I you. think the real difficulty is. is it's not as black and white as that. Somebody doesn't just walk up to somebody of who's that guy's best is. friend. And then that person t- turns around and says, I directly need to deal with this. Assuming that I wouldn't either defend it, dismiss it, or lie about it. And make that woman look like a bit right. of an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, if it's something you're kind of ashamed of anyway, mm-hmm. you might just be like, oh, that bitch. 
She right. didn't nah, dude. She's being stupid. She didn't know what she was talking about. She loved it. She wanted that. She asked me to do it. You'd be like, wait, what? what? I don't really know her, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to go about this. Well, I can definitely tell you what I do. If we were public figures in a certain way, and somebody came to me and asked me my opinion about it, I'd be like, "Look, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Adam is my really good friend, but more than anything, why are you asking me? Like, why do I personally have to make a public statement? Like, if this, I feel very bad for whomever was hurt in this whole scenario." Um, and that's terrible, but why do I have to make a public statement? Like, what do I have yeah, to do with it? Because I know the guy? That's kind of it, though. No, I mean, look, like, even in the special, Chappelle pointed out um, mm-hmm. his reporter's conversation about, uh, what's his name? The one that pisses on the kids. Yeah. And he's uh, like, I don't Kelly. even know yeah, the dude. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then he got criticism for I it. don't so, know the dude. So if you know them, like you would know me... I think you do need to, and 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 right. the why is that you're also famous, and people would care about your opinion. Not that we are, and also to be clear, not that I did this. So maybe we should stop even saying this because I'm getting uncomfortable. Right? <laughs> no, Adam did not do that. Adam, it's, it's, as long as I I've known you, that. you've been a straight up dude. Do shit like that. Um, so yeah, I think no. I think that's what no. what it is, and I'm just still curious. You know, it just. It's curious. Like, obviously, people protect people, and friends do that, and um, I think that maybe it's even their way of trying to come to grips with something that a good friend of theirs did, someone that they really care about, and they just can't imagine it being as bad as it is. And I'm sure he's defended himself by saying, listen, it was more like this than like that. And that's persuasive. Mm -hmm. Comedians are persuasive. They're good with language. So I, I I think it's just awkward Absolutely. and tricky, but my concern is this, right? And and we're really fucking beating this one to death. Sure. But, um, these these are the kind of ways I wanted to talk about the special, though, because I don't want to go over his jokes. I don't want to give away sure. premises like that would be so no. disrespectful. I, I'd rather go exactly. into the importance and of of like the bits and why they're intense. Agree. Well, in the culture. It has cultural relevance. This special had cultural yeah. relevance immediately. And that I feel like is worthy they of need to change a law to make this actually an illegal act. And then, you know, not that you can prosecute him after the fact, but make that happen, right? Because what's the point? What's the point of just being mad at Louis? It's not going to stop anyone from doing this in the future if they want to do exactly the same thing. And they don't ever become famous, so no one gives a shit about the not. fact that they locked people in a room and jerked off into a flower pot. But also the fact that, mm-hmm. okay, it's not illegal, yet there's no room for redemption. There's no way back because it's too fucking creepy. Then, right. what is that? No one can ever come back. Almost no one can, like, you, what, you can come Again, back for I think one tweet? You... Okay, you're allowed to tweet, maybe. that There's a road of redemption there. Sure, yeah. Well, and it also comes down to, so, I mean, you could definitely make the case that some of these jokes that Chappelle made... Some people would be if you tweeted him or whatever. Some people would be like, "You can't come back from that." But he, I feel like part of it is his attitude. He's like, "Try and stop me," like because he went in. He went in not with just like, "Oh, I've made these jokes," and then there was backlash, and he was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe there's so much backlash over jokes." He went in and was like, "Bring the backlash," and I feel like that was a calculated, calculated yeah, moment. He just knew it was going to gonna happen. Honest. I mean, I have an article in front of me right now, and it says. 
He what knew. happened to Dave Chappelle? The cruelty of sticks and stones is a sign of the times. And then it just mm-hmm. goes into like, how dare you make 9-11 jokes or how all these like, because and they make how they reference it. Right. For example, take 9-11 jokes. OK. And maybe. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it was a horrendous thing. I, I remember sure. when it happened. I've never felt so shaken up. I was afraid of flying mm-hmm. on planes for like two years. I straight up had PTSD from an event sure. I was nowhere a part of. It was horrific. And, you know, right. uh, but they make the point that in this article, you shouldn't make jokes about it because 3,000 people died. And, you know, that that's kind of their point. I'm like, well, hold on. You shouldn't make jokes right. about it because the people died. So no jokes about anything when people die. Because obviously some people will get upset. There, There is well, a bit of a point to that. But work harder right. than that. If it you're writing an article. And what is this magazine? Let me see. Oh, the Salon. I don't know. It's probably a shit magazine. But... Oh, it's Sal- well, Salon okay. is super liberal. There's no way they would ever like yeah, well, Dave then, Chappelle's stand-up. I mean, but that's not true. In the 90s, they would have. He's a liberal guy, and he's a black dude. Not so long. I mean, you know, it's not like no, he's a yeah. Republican comic, but now it's like everyone is is fucking no, exactly. Like, their guns are blazing, man. They're upset, which with is everyone. why he did it. Which is why he did it. Yep. No, because because you and I'm super liberal, but you have the feeling police out there. Sometimes people aren't gonna like what you say. That's just how it is. So there's probably a lot of people listening to the show that don't like what I say, but that's yeah. How often do you, you not know, like what I say? Tough. I throw feelings some jokes at you. Feelings and get hurt. Sometimes you just look at me and go, "No, Adam." Yeah, and I'm like, "All right, see ya." <laughs> You're no. like, "No, I'm afraid." No. <laughs> I mean, it happens. <laughs> it's. Tr- I mean, that's just it, feelings are going to get hurt. You cannot stop the world from being bullied. There, you know. I think a lot of it is in response to certain bullies in the public the public eye that they we feel powerless against um and i think sometimes that's a response to that um but you can't stop feelings from being hurt they're gonna it's gonna happen like and la- i always say laughter i always say come get that best medicine when i'm promoting my shows because laughter is the best medicine that's how we deal with things sometimes we make jokes to make ourselves feel better that might hurt a feeling or two but you know what feelings heal fast like feelings heal immediately the minute you stop thinking about them you know what i mean it's just kind of uh, unless you're a huge we bitch, gotta get over it we, we gotta i mean if you're a massive guess, pussy you're gonna sit around crying you have about way bigger problems what so-and-so said to you for a long time but you have exactly. way bigger problems than just a joke if that's the point look i was i was a kid that was bullied my whole fucking life when i was younger i was a skinny meek artistic kid who was just kind of in my own world i get bullied all the time i'm okay i'm fucking okay because of it and sometimes feelings get hurt and then you get over it but they're just jokes like i feel people i think part of the whole thing is that people take this shit too seriously it's just jokes just sit back if you don't want to laugh don't laugh but lord jesus like the you were telling me about that Wall Street Journal article that basically said maybe stand up shouldn't be allowed to do yeah, any of this, it was, right? Um, something like that. Stand up comedy should not be politically incorrect. 
And that is so bizarre. It's almost like, okay, so there's a politically correct board and they set rules and then we you, can all, what, it's yeah, we illegal can all be, to joke about it? That would be a very, very strange world. Right. We cannot... Name one politically correct comic. I can think of one. Brian Regan. That's it. He's the only one I can think of. And I... I even Gaffigan makes jokes that are not always politically correct. He never curses and stuff. But, I mean... He talks about his wife and he talks about, you know, dating women and stuff like that. You could definitely think to or at least come to the conclusion that, you know, they were anti-women or not anti-women. But in that What about Seinfeld? Realm, you he can't find like it. That's just pretty politically correct. Yeah, but even he won't even go on college campuses because the people thought he, w- he wasn't politically correct yeah. enough. He's like, I won't do it anymore. They made me cut jokes. I mean, I've read articles about campuses saying you have to cut these jokes, you have to cut these jokes because they might offend, blah, blah, blah. And these are not, this is not me calling everybody a snowflake. That's not what I'm doing. But I am saying that sometimes there's... Sometimes, you know, it's like your immune system. Sometimes you got to get sick for your immune system to get stronger. And it's kind of like sometimes you, gotta, you need to listen to contrarian viewpoints and some salacious things. Because it makes you tougher. Because you can't just go around the world like you're in wrapped in bubble wrap. You can't. I mean, you just. Yeah, it's obviously. Gonna, it's going to be rough. Now, and it clearly is rough. So let me ask you it this. It clearly is rough for these people. What is. Okay, so there's a few mm. things happening, right? When people get upset about this stuff. You take an yeah. actor, right? You've got Leonardo DiCaprio. Sure. Uh, what is the Tango Unchained? Mm-hmm. Django. There we go. How many times does he say the N-word and get black guys to beat each other up? And like during the filming, I guess he was like struggling to say this. And Jamie Foxx was like, listen, man, you're an actor. Just fucking do it. You got to sell this role. Nobody afterwards was like, clearly he's a racist. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he didn't write the script. But let's say he did write it. Let's say he did write it. Let's say he did direct it be the same result and people mm-hmm. will be being like oh that mm-hmm. was the most amazing 100 the fact that he did all three of those things and blah blah, blah. okay so you write comedy and right. you perform it you're still kind of an actor but you seem very real like you're having a conversation at a dinner party and you're the really cool interesting mm-hmm. amusing one and therefore it makes the points that you make facts that you believe in and this is a hundred percent your opinion Mm -hmm. and not only that and this is my second point like the concern is that what you're changing people's minds you're making them less possibly compassionate to whomever they're talking about does that fucking happen who the fuck leaves a comedy set and they're like you know what um i don't think i'm gonna hang out with my gay (laughs) friends anymore like never, never. Is, right. I'm gonna say that never. It doesn't work like that. Your brain is just laughing. I don't think that anyone's watching this going. Right. That was a great TED talk. I need to change everything I know. If anything, I think you can learn exactly. something about just a different way of looking at a situation. Usually they're disarming situations mm-hmm. rather than intensifying them. They're not like yeah. it's not funny to be full of hate. Like it would be tough to have no. a hate rally of stand up no, comedy. Not. It just wouldn't really work. It just wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. I mean, like <laughs> you could try it, it just it wouldn't you'd be bo- you'd bomb and never work again. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially where it would Something be. Something like that. 
I don't know. They 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 just put so yeah. much more of the emphasis on the things that the comedian says, and no one's going. This is art. Like mm-hmm. if you drew a picture, if you were an artist and you drew like this weird picture that had like the remnants of some Soviet Lenin Stalin esque shit in the in the corner of it, right? And you didn't even really explain what it was about. Mm-hmm. It just like is a picture. And maybe maybe you're known for like strange, right. odd political art that you don't that you don't ever kind of talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it fair for a bunch of people to jump on and be like, "That was a terrible time. How, why would you even reference this? Why aren't you just drawing flowers and fields and people smiling?" Of course, of course they don't because we have no emotional connection to that anymore. So it doesn't hurt mm. feelings. There you go. We have no emotional connection to it. That's why you can make you can make World War Two jokes. Like you can make, I mean, because we have no emotional connection to it. We're, it's so far in the past. I mean, I you can make nine yeah. eleven jokes now. It just depends on how graphic it. Because I mean, it's the whole too soon, right? It's too soon. It's too soon for those jokes. We need. We need to. Our emotional connections need to dilute. They need to become less sensitive for us to accept humor. About What's that. the most offended you've ever seen somebody be at a comedy show? And I have a I have a good story for this one. So, but I'm I'm curious. It's a good question. I don't know. Tell me tell me your story. I don't I don't feel like I've really seen anybody be offended at any of my shows. I mean, I've I've personally been offended by how bad. Yeah, some of the no, but I mean, not when you're performing. <laughs> more about when you've been an audience member because you can hear and you're like you can pay more attention to their reaction and. You don't really do sure. comedy that's going to get anybody to be like, "You fucking suck." That's some bullshit. Like it's just you're not no. you're not going to provoke anyone no, I that don't. much. They No, my I mean, I do bits about Jewish records. <laughs> exactly. It's not yeah, that it's not, not at all. incendiary. I was um, at a, I was at a um, <laughs> um Delaney. Yeah. Uh I went to see what's his name? Yeah. For fuck's sake. My brain is like retarded. John John Mulaney. There we go. John Mulaney. John Mulaney? John Mulaney. Yeah. I was at a little show in West Hollywood. It was a great little theater area. And um, he did a really unique show because he hosted it. And in between each comic, he would Mm -hmm. kind of come up and talk about the audience's reaction. And and then kind of add to their jokes. Like if he liked a bit of a set. He would come on and kind of do his own bit of a spin. It was strange, but it was not insulting. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to be taking people's comedies. But but he, it was cool because it was like he was there to do an hour, but he did 10 minutes between each comic, uh-huh. which was cool because he just got sure. to work on his stories. Now, a lot of the people that showed up were cool. women and were, um, I mean, the other comedians were like women and, uh, but then... Bill Burr mm-hmm. was on there. Now you know what kind of audience is uh-huh. Mulaney oh, has. Oh yeah, you know there were plenty of like hipsters in the audience, yep. plenty of feminist type people. You could see it. Um, they, and this was many years ago when I first moved to LA. And this Jewish bird I knew took me, and she was very sensitive mm-hmm. to those sorts of things too. But did like some comedy, but she didn't like a lot of different types of comedy. That, sure. That um, some of the people that I was into, she was. Uh, massively opposed to like she, I don't think she liked Jezelneck at all, which is easy to understand because he says fucked up things. Okay, so we were there. Sure. Uh, Bill Burr comes out, 
He's doing his thing. Now, obviously, we've been primed on a lot of comedy already that works for everybody's sensibilities up until that point. And then, you know, Bill comes up and starts waffling Mm -hmm. on about his wife or women that he thinks are annoying. and, And I couldn't believe the reaction in that. Like truthfully, like groans. No crickets. What can you believe? Yeah, talking over him, and and do what you want. Like you have the right to do whatever you want. I mean, you can do it. Sure. And if you get kicked out, you get kicked out. But that wasn't that sort of place. I don't mind people getting offended. Get offended, right? If you're not into the comedy, Mm -hmm. I prefer if you just shut up. So maybe, maybe because, well, maybe because everybody else could hear it. He or she or whoever it is is just starting in a certain way. And maybe they're going to wrap up into something else, and it's maybe they're going to flip it back around on their head. Who knows? You don't know the direction that they're going to go. But Bill did his thing, yeah. and then he just kind of stopped and just started talking about what the audience thinks about his jokes. And that was really interesting. Mm. He's like, look, I know you hate me. I know you hate these jokes. It was like straight up Bill Burr having to bomb. And I, and I think he knew that it was going to be that sort of crowd. I think he wanted to test himself. I think he's that brave of a comic. Mm-hmm. I think Mulaney definitely sure. warned him about this, but was like, "You can, you can come if you want." I thought he was great, <laughs> and he did. He did still get some solid zingers. I mean, if it was an open mic, you know, or just even a, a kind of a newer professional show, you'd still be like, "Oh, he did fucking great." I don't uh-huh. know why he was so worried about people not liking him. But then when you remember, it's Bill Burr who mostly right. only crushes. He is going to be slightly more sensitive exactly. to that. But this this woman behind me mm-hmm. was she's there with her girl, a boyfriend, and she was just like, "Well, this is just disgusting. This is absolutely unbelievable. I mean, this is the problem." And just like, I mean, loud was into mm-hmm. it. I let her go. I didn't turn around and say, "Hey, do you mind just shut the fuck up for a minute?" Because obviously, she was already pissed off. I didn't want to make it worse. But right, of course, it was it was intense, yeah. dude. It was intense. It happens, and that's a uh, that's a miserable experience for everyone. I, that's just a, you know, I've never been to. I mean, I've I've never been to a comedy show where the comic really offended anybody. Like most of the, I've seen Eddie Izzard five times, I think now, um, and he's never. I mean, he's he, he just doesn't do offensive humor. So I haven't really been in a scenario. I mean, I've certainly sat in my living room and laughed at jokes that my girlfriend looked at me like, really? And I'm like, Oh, sorry. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry. I should cover my mouth next time. <laughs> like I'm chewing or something. Um, but no, I haven't, but that's not an, that's not a fun experience when you're sitting there with somebody that's not enjoying what you're enjoying. It diminishes the whole thing. But I think that speaks to a larger point. It's like, uh, y- you don't have to like everything everybody does. Yeah, and I mean, you know what I mean. He, he that woman, yeah, doesn't and he have to be has a Bill to Burke stand there like, and perform solved. to her as a meter to like. Okay, is there is there something that she's missing that I want to make a joke for? Maybe this is sure. also not my audience. Like maybe th- she's just like he would have to Could change be. that joke so much that it wouldn't even be worth it to him mm-hmm. to get her to laugh. Right, because then to do maybe it. the mm-hmm. other end of the spectrum, he's got his other fans that would love the way that he's already set it up, and 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 this wasn't new material either. I'd heard this material. I think some of it had been on his last special. I mean, this was perfectly um, constructed, well practiced material. 
and it just wasn't going to land with sure a lot of the people in the that didn't work you know so it's just testing yeah. those kind of limits and and th- and that's the brutal thing about being it a stand up is they even the best guys have to put themselves out there a lot for this they ha- they are the ones that leave in pain to believe you that he to. didn't leave feeling like shit is impossible. Mm-hmm. They don't go up there and just go, ah, well, oh, fuck them, bye. He did. Doesn't happen. Well, when you're trying to make a when you're trying to make a point, and you're the type of comic Bill Burr is, if you try, sometimes you know, I mean, I, I call it essay comedy, and I feel like Chappelle did this in Sticks and Stones. It was trying to make a point through comedy. Sometimes it lands, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, sometimes you go back and you go, okay, how can I? I how can I rework this to make it stronger? Blah, blah, blah. That's what I thought Chappelle did so well in Equanimity. I thought he was phenomenal, especially when he was talking about his transgender jokes and how he spun it around to talk about his own personal biases, which I thought was vulnerable and introspective and also hysterical. Didn't do that as much in Sticks and Stones, but I feel like, again, it was one of those things. It was like, I dare you to come after me. Like, yeah, I'm sick of this shit. Um, and I feel like that's that's what it was. I think I l- it was a response to that. I like that equanimity. I, was brilliant. I, I agree with what you say completely. But I didn't want him to do the same thing this time, because if you notice his sure. stand-ups, he changes in a lot of ways more than many other comedians. Like he has he he has some real Absolutely. silly ones where he's just being skinny old. Yeah. You know, well, young, I mean, but the, like old style Dave where he's skinny and he's just like, oh, man, shit. And he's jumping around and he does. And they're brilliant. Right. Right. And then he shows a different <laughs> aspect of his. Exactly. Um, like emotions and 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 his character. Uh, last year's stand up specials, just like you said, very right. vulnerable. And this one, he came out with mm-hmm. authority. Very vulnerable. And I think that's what annoyed people the most. He did. That got annoyed. I think that's what they're like. How mm-hmm. dare you? How dare you go against yeah. the the frustration and and basically hatred that that these people are building? You know, they've worked hard to get mm-hmm. people to hate everyone that speaks out against this community, that community, this thing, that one. They're going around kicking people off Twitter. Exactly. They're writing articles like you know this is so 80s and you're so wrong and how dare you and all this super frustrated. I mean, they're just in a fucked up way. It sounds like they're battling. It seems like they're battling for like righteousness, but this just, it's just a fuck ton of hatred. 100%. A lot of it is. A lot of it is a lot. It's It's, just um, kind of hatred. They're just finding people to attack. It's nonsense. Sure. Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I always want to play. I always want to play devil's advocate in my own mind and try to come at things from where somebody else is coming from. Certainly, and I cer- do. Certainly, we certainly know that there are certain minority groups who are sick of being the butt of jokes. So I get frustration. Um, your problem isn't with Dave Chappelle, though. Your problem isn't with Dave Chappelle or Bill Burr or anybody else. Like, and I feel like they. I feel like they feel like that. If that type of mentality is in the mainstream, it promotes that. Yeah. Problem. So I understand it could where be something to from, that, but at the sure. same time, I'm like, yeah. I mean, I think we we definitely have to look at it from that perspective. I get, I definitely understand being a 
being a member of a group or a class of person that feels like you've always been the butt of jokes and you're fucking sick of it. I get that. Should be respected. Definitely. But I, at the end of the day, they're jokes. That's kind of that's that's kind of cute. I don't want to I don't want to tell them how to feel. I don't want to yeah. tell anybody how to feel. I, I don't I don't want to do that. Let's you know they get to feel how they feel. That's my mantra. You get to feel how you feel. But I I don't think society's problems lie in yeah. Dave Chappelle's latest Netflix special. Hey, look, man, or I'm his not, last one. I'm not and mad at the, these the people fact that there's for uh, you can look, man. You mm-hmm. can write the article. You can get as mad as you want. You can talk as much shit as you want. Dude, uh, that's the same as mm-hmm. me saying Dave Chappelle can say whatever. Uh, you 100% can. You just can't try and True. stop this person from doing stand-up again. You can't wait for that one text. Right, Like, exactly. And here's the issue, right? Back to Louis C.K. Maybe people didn't like the way he did mm-hmm. his stand-up. Maybe it wasn't politically correct enough. Maybe there was a lot of frustrations there, and now all of a sudden they have this thing. Now, obviously, it's pretty egregious, but they have this thing, bam, take him down. So now, people don't like Chappelle. They don't like his Mm stand-up. Now they're scouring his life to find anything, find that moment. And here's the issue. People can be kind of framed for things people there can be like not a misunderstanding sure. but there can be something that maybe he didn't do it but he gets wrapped up in the story of it and now boom yep. he's gone too and and it's a fucking this is the yep. problem it's a slippery slope it just is a slippery slope but look we gotta we gotta wrap this up yeah. i gotta go meet meet up with someone wrap it up wrap <laughs> gotta it up. wrap it up let's do final thoughts and then let's uh give it give it your rating out of 10 we're end we're end on a rating system. What do you think? Fuck it, yeah. All right, cool. Um, I give it a I give it a seven out of ten. I would have liked to have seen it. Uh, I, you know, if you, if you're going essay comedy, if you're going to TED Talk type thing, you're trying to prove a point. Um, I, I I guess I would have liked to have seen a little more of a conclude. If we're you know like high school English, what's your conclusion? I wouldn't mind a little bit more of that, but I. But I laughed my ass off, especially the last half. I really enjoyed the last half of the special. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was really sharp. Um, his quote about, and I won't give the joke away, but you remember when he was talking about going to standards and practices at Comedy Central, and they told him you can't say a certain word. And he's like, well, why can I yeah. say this? You remember that? I thought that was as poignant a moment Genius. I've seen in stand-up comedy. It was comedy such a I've fucking good point. My entire life. I thought it was spec. Spectacular! Yep. I thought it was amazing. Um, so yeah, Equanimity is my favorite stand-up special of all time. I give that was a ten out of ten. So he's always fighting Equanimity in my mind, which is unfair. But you know, he doesn't give a fuck about me. Um, but I, definitely seven out of ten. I, I, I still enjoyed it, and it was. It, I appreciate that he was fighting for yeah. his right to say whatever he wants to say. I appreciate it. I don't. I don't think it landed. Entirely on all three wheels, but um, I still thought it was pretty. For good. me, yeah, for me, a nine. Your thoughts? There, there is some bias in mm-hmm. there too because I I know that I'm enjoying. His, it's almost like I'm waiting for the funny. Sure. Like he doesn't have to work at all to build my trust. I know it's Dave Chappelle. Yeah, he's earned it, and I'm, I'm right there. And uh, I wish it had gone on just a right. little bit longer because I'm selfish. I do like what you said about a bit of a conclusion, Agreed. but I think that almost makes it too Ted Talky. I mean, I think it's harder for him to sell us on sure. it was just jokes 
when he's like, oh, let me wrap everything up and this mm-hmm. is how you should think. It's not what he's saying. Which, But it, it, but it kind of mm-hmm. felt like it needed that or in a weird way. But I'm glad he didn't do it. And, it did. And, you know, a big part of mm-hmm. my score there is that, and, and you brought this up early and I wanted to mention it, is Rotten Tomatoes. Now, as time has gone on, yes. I think in the last 10 years especially, if you haven't learned to not trust reviews of movies and things like Rotten Tomatoes anymore, then you're not paying attention. Because <laughs> exactly. those numbers used to be fairly similar. They do two scores. They do the tomato meter. Is that what it is? Right? Which is which mm-hmm. is all the critics. Yeah, it's the critics. score. Then they score. do the audience yeah. score. And and the disparity is ridiculous. Right. Dave's um, critic meter is um, a complete flop at 27%. Audience score audience score 99 percent it's a fuck so when you ask me Mm -hmm. like uh, like a people give like i give him i just said a nine out of ten well that's a 90 i would technically bring the audience score down but he has 99 on right there's that's Mm -hmm. the people the critics don't choose for the people the people choose. Critics are just trying to like right. make a name for themselves, no, and to do that, you you can't just have a five out of ten review. This food was three stars, pretty good, like the omelet. You have to be like it was either the best thing you've ever right. had mm-hmm. with Anthony Bourdain level narration, or it was the f- worst mm-hmm. fucking thing you've ever had, and that's Gordon Ramsay berating the chef for his filthy kitchen. Right, <laughs> so that that's where yeah. I'm at with it, and I mm-hmm. and I loved it, and I can't wait for. I want him to do something every year. Fuck it, I think he's found his groove. I'm so glad that he's I back. Want, I'm so I want glad him to do. He's f- back. I want to do four. <laughs> You're a greedy bitch. I got spoiled. I got spoiled. I am a greedy bitch. I love it. And I am not afraid. Well, I'm glad it. we did this, and uh, <laughs> it, thank you for everybody Me listening. Too. Um obviously watch it if you yeah. haven't you probably have uh, give us some feedback follow us on joe rogan experience review on instagram Please. um all the links are in our bio you can email us let us know what you think about his stand-up if you liked it if you didn't you know we're all just trying to find not even the answer but we're just creating a, a dialogue you know and and especially if stand-up means yeah. a lot to you um, or maybe it doesn't mean a lot to you. Maybe you didn't have a lot of experience with Dave Chappelle, and now this is your opening, and you didn't really get it. You didn't really feel it. You know, let us know. It's always cool to to read those things. We can't get back Please to everybody, but I do my best, and uh, that's it. All so thanks as welcome. always, guys, and cheers, Mark.